Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Electricity prices, Ireland's electricity market is hugely inefficient. That's the view of one analyst after Eurostat figures showed we are paying around 250 quid more every year for our electricity here in Ireland than households in other EU countries. Tariffs here are the fourth most expensive in the EU. Why are you surprised at that? And the government levies aren't the reason. With net electricity prices here 60% above the European average. Derek Casty is from Bunkers.ie and uh, he has more information on this and what can we actually do about it. Derek, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Um, this is quite a shocking report because normally we like to blame the government. And mind you, don't get me wrong, the government are charging VAT on all of that as well. But it's not just the government. This is the electricity companies themselves. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the price of electricity um, to the consumer, we're the fourth most expensive. So we trail Denmark, Germany and Belgium, which means we pay around 26% above the EU average, as you say. And that's around maybe €250 extra each year. Okay, it's a lot of money, isn't it? It is. And of course, gas and electricity prices in Ireland are already at record highs. It's probably the last thing that people want to, you know, want to hear. Mind you, everything now in Ireland seems to be expensive, whether it's mortgage rates, rent, broadband. Yeah, but absolutely. All these things are all going, even like our Netflix is going up, for God's sake. But but in saying that, all these things are going up. But yep. we seem to, when it comes to energy, I mean, households here are, you know, face paying 800 per year more in electricity costs due to the rising, the recent price hikes. Of course, the Ukrainian situation hasn't helped that matter as well. That's kind of added more fuel to the fire, pardon the pun. So what yeah, can- no, but, but, but mind you, everyone, every country though has faced that as well. So the fact that the, you know, the war in Ukraine broke out and it's obviously pushed up our prices, it's pushed up other countries' prices as well. So comparatively, you know, it's not really making much of a difference. We're still expensive compared to the rest of Europe we have. But as you said, if it's the real issue or the real eye-opener is that we're not actually expensive because the government is taxing us too much. Believe it or not, gas and electricity uh, is one area where the government taxes us less than other EU countries. So when you actually take that out and look at the net price of electricity, so before, you know, distortions have been made by various countries to maybe, you know, fund the welfare state or for environmental reasons and taxes and levies, our electricity, our net cost for generating electricity is actually by 60% above the EU average. And why, why do you think that is, Darren? I mean, if we go back to the old days when I was a young fellow and you were a young fellow, I don't know how old you were, Darren, sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, assuming. I'm not, I'm not so young anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, the ESB was the only provider, right? Now we have a, you know, we have any amount, we have an arm's length of providers now who are purchasing it, obviously, for wholesale prices from the ESB who provide the electricity. So where is the cost coming from? Is it something to do with the geological or geographical size of the country versus the population or, or the way we, we store electricity, the way we provide electricity? What's, call, what's causing it's a bit this? Of, it's, it's a bit of everything. I mean, there's no one answer. I mean, there's definitely inefficiencies in the system here. You don't, uh, you know, be that out of kilter with the rest of the EU uh, without being, you know, without there being some underlying reason. And we're not actually more expensive than just, you know, the EU. Even when you consider all of the European continents, so there's about maybe 43, 44 countries, we are more expensive than every single one. Norway, Switzerland, Iceland are more expensive. Even the UK? Are we more expensive yeah, than the UK? The UK yeah, yeah, the UK as well. But but just maybe quickly, just some of the reasons maybe why, as you've alluded to, we're an island. So there's an added cost of getting the um, you know the fuel, the gas, the coal, the peat, whatever, into Ireland. Mind you, other countries are islands as well, and they have cheaper electricity, so I get that. And um, the other point as well, we've quite a dispersed population. So as you know, there's a lot of one-off houses. 
So that means that there's extra pylons, pipes and wires that need to be built. That adds to the extra cost as well. And then also our, our fuel mix. So we rely heavily on fossil fuels, which are quite volatile and they increase in price. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I think going, sorry to interrupt you, but I think going back to your last point, I mean, when we look at rural Ireland, for example, you know, and you have a small town with a small amount of people and you would rightly said you have to bring a pylon in there, yeah. similar to the way with the National Broadband Plan was a bit of a disaster. The way that works out, you know, when you're running this cable, which is costing you thousands to run a cable to one farm in the middle yeah. of nowhere and everybody else has to pay for that. And by the way, I'm not having a go at the farm. I'm just saying everybody else has to pay for that because they, in all their lifetime, they're never going to pay back the cost of what it costs to run it to them. Yeah, no, and you're right. And I mean, you know, in some places, for example, in maybe, you know, London, which have a far denser population, you could have a pipe, a pylon wires going out that would maybe go to 10,000 homes. And literally in Ireland, you could have the same infrastructure going out to only maybe a, a dozen or so. So it, it absolutely does increase the price. Now, when you take everything into account, you know, there, there does still seem to be, though, question marks. Because like I said... You know, well, can I've we been... investigate? I know they're private companies uh, you know, who are buying wholesale this electricity from the ESP networks. But but can can there be an investigation? In the UK, for example, they capped the, the cost, didn't they, for, uh, for uh, energy companies? They did. Now, mind you, that did lead to around 20 suppliers going bust and a few thousand job losses. So that wasn't a perfect solution either. But I think there definitely is room for investigation for you know, a government minister, for the CRU, which is the independent energy regulator, to just look at some of the reasons why our prices are 60% above uh, the EU average. Because like I said, it, 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 they're wildly out of kilter. Um, and it, it, it just it really is quite shocking. You know, another final point is we need to look, as I was saying, at the, the mix of energy that we use or how we generate our electricity. So we don't use nuclear. And obviously, it's very, very controversial. Uh, but countries such as France and also Sweden, which do have nuclear in the mix, have cheaper electricity than oh, we have. I don't know. I don't know why we're not using it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to always remember to get mixed up between fission and fusion. One doesn't have radioactive waste, but isn't there hasn't there been a great discovery in the last two or three months in London, you know, whereby we can use nuclear when actually having the waste um, in saying that we should I mean look it's cheap and it's efficient yeah I mean it, it doesn't necessarily always work for smaller countries but the technology is changing and you know different people would, would argue with either way some people would come on and say absolutely not it doesn't work for a country as small as us we wouldn't have the infrastructure uh, other countries other people would say no we, we should look at it uh, but we do actually use a tiny bit of nuclear what people forget is we import a tiny bit of electricity so we have a connection with the UK and uh, in, in fairness even though our electricity prices are very high we're quite re- self-reliant on generating our own electricity so is one thing to be okay. kind of reasonably proud about. But we do import a little bit of electricity from the UK from time to time, and they use nuclear. And of course, we have an electricity generator or connector that we're going to be uh, connecting ourselves up with France, and they produce a huge amount of electricity. So we'll be importing probably a little bit of you know, nuclear from France as well over the coming years. They, well, so they, have, might... they have a lot of nuclear stations. Oh, they have loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, around maybe 70% of their energy or 70% of their electricity comes from nuclear. Uh, and maybe that might hopefully put a little bit of downward pressure on prices over the, the, the medium well, term. Okay, but in the interim, I mean, look, we're never going to go back to sadly the days. Although maybe, maybe it's such a bad idea to go back to the days of one supplier, which was DSB. But let's all uh, obviously look around, and of course, on Bankers.ie, you can go on and do your comparing, of course. And is there much to be saved? I mean, I used to do this thing, you know, where I would always, you know, every year when the contract was up, I'd ring around, or even if I didn't have time to ring around, I'd pretend I rang around to try and get a better deal off the one I'm with. I mean, yeah. is it is it still good to do that? Are they all pretty much expensive, Darren? the same price 
Well, they're not all the same price. I mean, electricity is expensive, but unfortunately, as I said, gas and electricity have never been higher. But there absolutely are still savings to be made. Now, because prices have gone up so much over the past maybe 12 to 18 months, unfortunately, everyone is going to be paying more for electricity than they were maybe, you know, a year ago. But you can still get big discounts. You can still offset some of the price pain by switching uh, because the suppliers offer big discounts to entice you to switch and they last for one year and some of those discounts are up to maybe 40% meaning you could save maybe six to seven hundred euro a year on average so I'd absolutely encourage listeners to look at switching it's quick it's easy it's free to do and you know if there's one time you don't want to be overpaying for gas and electricity this is definitely the time so absolutely mm. still savings to be made I'd encourage people to do it and, and the other thing as well is which is Coming common, becoming more common now is the smart meters and also yeah. the, the pay as you go. Now, I don't know about the pay as you go. Now, it's a great idea if you want to keep an eye on your bill, particularly if you're on a limited budget. But the problem is you are paying a higher rate, aren't you? No, you are. And listen, I can understand why some households that are maybe in a lot of financial difficulty, maybe poor households, they don't like the shock of getting a bill in uh, and they feel that it's a way to control their bills and their outgoings and their energy use. But as you said, Niall, it is more expensive. You are not really going to save money uh, by moving to pay as you go. Now, you might say because you are afraid to turn on the lights or because, you know, you've forgotten to top up the meter and you actually don't have any electricity, but that's a different issue. But, you know, you pay a higher standing price or a standing rate or a regular rate for electricity and you also pay a prepayment meter charge as well as a daily standing charge so that can be around maybe 150 to 160 euro a year extra just on that alone so it is Is that much extra a year yeah, yeah no, it, it is. And that's just for the, the prepay meter element. You'll then pay extra by um, for the actual standard unit rate. And in some cases, depending on what plan you're on and what plan you could be on, you could actually end up spending anywhere from maybe 700 to 1,000 euro more a year by being on prepay. So it ain't cheap. It has its benefits and its uses for some people, but it ain't cheap. And, um, you know, if you want the best... I know deal, it's, it's nice not to get a bill, you know, because you're paying it as you go. And I understand... But same as phones, for example, people would rather have a pay-as-you-go than have a bill. And I understand why people maybe, you know, who want to control it a little bit better. I, I get that, but you are paying a lot more. But but in well, relation yeah. to, to going on bonkers.ie or compare sites, because there is many of them out there, of course, you're from one of the, the more popular ones, Dara. Uh, but it, 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 it does make sense, doesn't it, to to go in and have a look and just put your information in. All you need is your number, which is on the right hand. What's that called? That number at the top of your bill? Your, your NPRN number. Yeah, and you just yeah. pop that in, I, yeah. I imagine. And it, it'll do the, the comparing for you and give you the best deals, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. So your NPRN for electricity, your GPRN for gas, a recent meter reading, although you won't need a recent meter reading if you have a smart meter that's activated. And, and literally, that's it. It takes a few minutes, Niall, and around maybe twenty to 25,000 people, believe it or not, switch electricity supplier every month and around 10,000 people switch gas supplier. So everyone is doing it. Well, not everyone, but lots of people are doing it. And if they're not, they um, should I'd be. I encourage anyone else to do it as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if they're not doing it, they sh- you all should be doing it. I know people yes. get into a comfort zone of just paying the bill out of their, their bank every month and just ignore it and it just rolls on the next year. 
Yeah, no, they, they do. And like, and like I said, with lots of people are switching, they are. But we tend to find it's the same people. So there's around maybe 20% of the population that switches religiously every year, which is great. But according to the CRU, there's around maybe 40% of the population, maybe a little bit more, that say they have never switched, which is absolutely crazy because those people are definitely overpaying. I'm looking at some of the text coming in. Niall, a prepay meter company are now doing home heating oil that you can pay by the week as well for, uh, through the electricity meter. Says Una, I didn't know that. Uh, somebody else says, I have a pay meter and I love it. Okay, well, I mean, you are, okay, the, I'm delighted you love it, but you are paying more for it. Uh, and lots of people texting in about the ESB. I wish we could go back to just having the one company save all the confusions and complications. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I think you were kind of alluding to it at the start. I mean, the, the fact is, actually, we had among the cheapest electricity in Europe when we only had the one supplier. Uh, so deregulation of the market hasn't necessarily been great for consumer prices. But mind you, there's probably lots of other factors at play. But um yeah, well, you, you, are, know, you are right. I mean, look, the mobile phone market deregulation certainly helped us there because we were, the mobile phone bills were astronomical when we only had the one supplier, right? And certainly yeah. it has come down. And with most things, deregulation certainly helps to reduce prices, certainly with airline travel, everything else. But when it comes to electricity, that's one thing, or energy in general. Uh, you know, we had originally we only had the one uh, gas supplier as well, which is bored gosh. Uh, and now with electricity and gas, I mean, it really seems that we're paying through the nose and they're all profiteering from it. Yeah, I mean, like some of the profits with some of the suppliers aren't necessarily huge, but um, no, but like you're right, you know, since the market was deregulated, prices actually have gone up more than you would have expected. Um, but yeah, so uh, but I think for the, the main inefficiency, though, is, is the generation. It's not necessarily the supplier, it's, it's the generation of electricity where all the profits seem to be. And I think that's where the question needs to be asked as okay. to why generation of electricity is so uh, inefficient here. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us, Derek Cassie from bonkers.ie. Thanks very much indeed. And that is the advice to everybody. When you're paying gas and electricity, and we all do, we all pay for either oil or gas or electricity or whatever it happens to be, you're paying for oil, obviously it's different because you get it delivered to your home on a regular, well, irregular basis, so to speak. So obviously look into that yourself. There are different suppliers, of course, that you can get your oil from, and some are cheaper than others. But in relation to electricity and gas prices, change your suppliers. Do it regularly. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.